This is the RunPod Option. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. And we are missing Jeff. For those following along, it was Kyle that missed last week. Jeff is actually in Colorado. If you listened to the last episode, you heard us talk a little bit about the Steve Adazio hire and the nepotism slash cronyism. So Jeff decided to drive out there himself and take care of business. So we should have a uh, at least a cell phone recording of him getting taken off the campus. <laughs> As he tries to address Steve <laughs> or, Adazio. Or he's going to go out there and try to implement some Dan Hawkins justice. Intramural team, brother. That's exactly, yeah, that's a great callback into the intro. So, uh, RunPod Option on Twitter. Follow us, uh, RunPodOption at gmail.com. If you have a second, it's the holiday season, the Christmas season, right? Give the gift of RunPod Option to your friends and family. Hopefully you're enjoying this on one of those drives, either to and from. But... <laughs> Spread the word, and if you want to, throw us a review or rating. It really helps us in terms of the charts and kind of gaining listeners here and there. If not, no big deal. We enjoy you guys listening to us, which... which uh, It's all about the charts, guys. It's all about the charts, and honestly, like, I'm... I feel blessed when I see how many people download this show as it is. And, like, it's just hashtag like... And it's blessed? not Yeah, hashtag blessed, certainly. So, where Jeff and I left off was the Hawaii Bowl, and... What Kyle and I are going to cover are the bowl games from the Independence Bowl all the way through to January 1st and ending on the Sugar Bowl with Baylor and Georgia. So we're going to go in chronological order. We're going to skip over the playoff games. We're going to address those at the very, very end of the show. So if that's all you're interested in, I'd skip ahead like when there's 20 minutes left. Feel free because some of these games, I'm going to be honest with you, not not so good. Yeah, but I mean, do you really just want to fast forward to talk about four teams that we've talked about all year that's a good point yeah and and really i mean who doesn't get excited when they see eastern michigan and pittsburgh play one another all right i'm I'm going too far kyle before we kick off do you have anything uh how was your time at universal studios uh it was it was wonderful kind of weird that it seems like every restaurant you go to they don't know how to deal with or with an allergy but whatever that's fine everything else is great like they went like over the top like like, they took super, super good care of it, but, like, it was every time we went somewhere, it'd be like, oh, you have an allergy? Before you even tell me what you want, we need to have our head chef come out and talk to you. Like, I feel like that's unnecessary. Like, I, I've lived with this for 34 years, and I kind of know what to avoid. I'm going to let you know what I want. Just go see if, I, if that's fine. Just- <laughs> if not, come let me know, and I'll... Choose something else. So if, if you were in Universal Studios for the last week and a half or two weeks and you had really long lines at a restaurant, Kyle is the guy to blame because they stopped down everything Dude, <laughs> to address no, his, his nut allergy. <laughs> no, no, it was really bad at one of the Harry Potter places, which was really weird because the the day before we had eaten at another Harry Potter place. They had the same exact menu. Exact thing. Exact same thing. Um, first day they went back, they just checked, said, Hey, you can't have the croissant. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Went the next day and I got a different breakfast, but still had the croissant and go, Hey, I know I can't have the croissant. Just want to make sure that everything else on here is cool. And, uh, they said, Oh, we need to get our head chef. It took them forever to bring them out. And the people behind us got real, real angry. And we had to like, and like, they were like whispering to each other. Oh, he's ordering something that's not on the menu. I had to turn around and be like, no, see, I've got an allergy and they're making me talk to the head. 
Uh, yes, I did. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. It's real well, fun. Well, we're going to have Miami defending uh, a 500 record against Louisiana Tech for the Independence Bowl. What a segue. <laughs> what an absolute segue. Uh, there's not much I have on this. Louisiana Tech's pretty good. Miami's been pretty atrocious. And Miami's got more talent, though. I think we could probably both agree there. Yeah. I just don't know which quarterback shows up for Jaron Williams. You know, he's been sometimes really good, sometimes really bad. So we're going to also pick these. Jeff has sent his picks in, so I'm going to kind of fill that in as we go. Sure. Um, I mean, Miami is just kind of there right now. I've also heard some, like, weird rumblings of, are they sick of Manny Diaz? I'm like, dude, this is his first year. Yeah, and he pulled in a good recruiting class. And on top of and he has had a lot of people in the transfer portal. But I don't think that's an indication that he's a bad coach. And 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 I'm going to point to David Shaw here at Stanford because he's literally had, I think, 16 players now enter the transfer portal. Like, it's just, it's kind of our new reality. Well, it's also a product of, the, of a new regime. Yes. Yeah, that's normal. I mean, there was probably, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not going to pull it up, but I'm sure there were plenty last year that left when Mark Rick left. Right. Yeah. And even even more so, at least enter them. And just because they enter themselves in the transfer portal doesn't mean they're going anywhere. If they don't get picked up, they can return back. It's not like they're severing ties. It's the tender of college football. It really is the tender of college. You know, what? that's a really that's a really good way to put it. So losing a tech probably has 11 wins if their quarterback. Jamar Smith doesn't go down through part of the year. It's unfortunate. They're still nine and three, a chance to win ten games. Jeff has picked Miami. I'm actually picking Louisiana Tech. We're going to be picking these games straight up. Kyle, who do you have? Here's the first question: What's the record between me and Jeff? That is a great question, and it's one that I, I was clearly not prepared to answer. But Ooh. here, let me let me here. Let's go this. So as as of the last time I updated these, you were down seventeen picks to Jeff. Okay. And at the time of our most recent picks, he's picked two more games better than you, so that makes it a full 19. We're covering, I think, 24 games today, so if you wanted to play this game again, there's five This is a great time ag- to play this game. <laughs> it's really the only time, right? It's uh, it's the only time to do it. So are you going to get on the Louisiana Tech Bulldog I'm bandwagon gonna, with me? I'm going to jump on the La Tech, uh, La Tech Bulldog bandwagon. Let's, let's do it. You know what? Fuck Manny Diaz. He should be fired. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I'm not going to go into any notes here. We have the quick lane bowl. We have Pittsburgh and Eastern Michigan. Happy for Eastern Michigan that they're at six and six. Never happy for Pittsburgh. Never happy for Pittsburgh, but they're seven and five and they're 11 point favorites. (laughs) So Jeff has Pittsburgh. I've got Pittsburgh. I'm not going to do it on this one. Give me Pittsburgh. Oh, this is... Do you know how much that hurts me? Yeah, that's... uh, Kyle, Kyle, for any new listeners, big Syracuse fan, not a big fan of Pitt. In fact, I've heard him cuss Pitt for the last 13 or 14 years we've known each other. Yeah, they're worthless. Oh, good for them. This this podcast is bringing out the worst in you, Kyle. You've abandoned all your morals. Everything you've hated, you have... Yeah, that's a good point. This is a podcast of depravity for me, okay? <laughs> There's actually a really good bowl game next. Uh, so we're moving on to December 27th on Friday, the Military Bowl. We have North Carolina and Temple. North Carolina had to finish the season pretty strong to get to six wins. Sam Howell, 
I think all American freshman quarterback, like number one with a bullet. Temple, some unfortunate games. They did beat Memphis, then they ended up losing to Navy, they ended up losing to SMU, and they dropped a couple other ones throughout here. This one's interesting to me because it's a strength versus strength. North Carolina's got a really good passing offense with Sam Howe, and Temple has a good defense. They're the eighth most efficient pass defense. And on the other side of the ball, Temple, pretty meh offense. They can light it up sometimes. They're not very consistent. And North Carolina defense leads a lot to the imagination. Jeffrey Hmm. has picked Temple. I will be picking North Carolina. Kyle, who do you have? Oh, against my better judgment, I'm going to go UNC. Mac Brown, seven wins if this is the case, if you and me are correct. I, I can't I don't think we had a win prediction total, but there's no way I would have said seven wins. No, no, that team was a dumpster fire last year. Yeah. It was a dumpster and fire that, that lost a lot of close games last year, and I would have figured with the turnover and not understanding maybe how good Mac Brown's hires were, which credit to him, I definitely saw them going four and eight before I saw them even touching six wins. He danced his way into everybody's hearts, man. He really did. Another six and six team, we have the pinstripe bowl. Michigan State and Wake Forest. At one point, Wake Ew. Forest was eight and one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think if once once Sage Sherratt went down for Wake Forest, their their top receiver, they really had a hard time. They have the ugliest handoff in football, which if you watch <laughs> this game, you'll understand. Hell, they even lost to Syracuse and Michigan State. Lost five games in a row this year. That's a that's a good loss. <laughs> it's a good loss for Wake. That's that's the, that's the, that's the best five and seven team in the country. Better question, quick question, and 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 just it's a one word answer, I guess two, depending on the school you pick. Better win Western Michigan or Wake Forest? And now that I think about it, both of them have two words. So go ahead. Which for Syracuse, which one's a better win? Wake Forest. It's conference. Yeah, but Western Michigan's good. All right, so I have. Wake Forest winning. Michigan State's actually favored in this game by four points. I'm not totally sure how. I know they're coming off a big win against Rutgers. <laughs> and everyone looks good against Rutgers, so I'm curious. Gonna Kyle, say. Who do you have? Jeff has Wake Forest. I'm oh, also, Michigan I think State. I, <laughs> they've, they've got all the momentum coming off that Rutgers game. They asked D'Antonio about whether or not one of the recruits that he visited reportedly asked him about the offensive staff and whether or not he was going to be making a change. And he told them that he is actually just going to be reshuffling it again. And that's the truth. And it's just like, how, how many times can you fuck up, man? How many times can you just not learn your lesson? I Listen, I'm, Michigan State is kind of where offense goes to die. That or Georgia. I don't know which one. But... They're going to win this game. They are. Wake Forest, I feel like they're the great pretender of this year. Eight and four is nothing to be. No, that's a good year. Shy about. But it's also. But you were a, eight and one at one point. Yeah, I mean, you lose your best player, though, right? I, I know, I know. Is he still. Is he going to be back? No, he's not. Exactly. What makes me think that anything different is going to happen? Well. I don't know. Maybe you like Clawson. I, I really don't have a good answer no. <laughs> for you. But it's a, it's the 39th scoring offense against the 37th scoring defense, which I thought, thought was a little interesting note. We've got a former Big 12 game. We've got the Texas Bowl. Texas A&M 
Oklahoma State. The big question for me, we don't know if Spencer Sanders is going to be back. Drew Brown filled in for him. He didn't do spectacular. Spencer Sanders had surgery on his finger. They will have Chuba Hubbard still, so that's good. For A&M side, I don't know which A&M we get either because they've been so hot and cold, and they're coming off losses to Georgia, losses to LSU, so they're going to see Oklahoma State's defense and I imagine think, well, at least we got a day off. <laughs> Comparatively, Oklahoma State's not awful, but they're not, they're not Georgia and LSU, especially with LSU down the stretch. The big thing for me, Justin Matabuke, the interior lineman for Texas A&M, he's going to be missing this game. And that tells me that Oklahoma State has a really good chance to take advantage with Chuba Hubbard. Jeff has Oklahoma State. I, despite just giving the Cowboys a chance, will be picking Texas A&M. Um, I'm actually going to take Texas A&M and feel kind of good about it. Um, just because I, I don't think that even if Spencer Sanders is back, I don't think he's going to be a hundred percent. And that offense, I know that Chuba Hubbard's there, but that offense is a lot more dynamic with Sanders there and 100%. Um, I agree. G- yeah, I, give me, give me Texas A&M at that point. And, uh, as, uh, as much as I hate to say it, cause they're just so meh. Well, I think you'll hear that they're the best 7-5 and five team in the country because they've had just a murderer's row of a schedule. And it's, despite it maybe being true, it's still really funny. It's still kind of a ridiculous... Like, what did, what did Syracuse finish? 5-7. and seven. Do you think they're the best 5-7 and seven team in the country? Is that not just kind of like an asinine argument? I, I just said they were the best 5-7 and seven team, co- team in the country, but... Did um, you? I don't obviously listen, I guess. When <laughs> you, you shouldn't listen to me because it's it's obvious Homer bias. But, but um, I mean, uh, Syracuse is fine, but this is about Texas A&M. A&M. Um, they, it's it's kind of just falling into that same deal of, I just don't know how great Jimbo Fisher is. And... We'll see again. I mean, they got a top 10 recruiting class. We'll see what they do. I still think that, that their ceiling's like eight wins. Yeah, at least until Saban is gone. And but then now we got you have Eddie to wonder o. about Edo. Yeah. And now you got Lane Kiffin. And also, by the way, you got Pittman in Arkansas who just brought in a banger defensive coordinator in Barry Odom and a banger offensive coordinator in uh, Baby. Uh, oh my God, I just went brain dead on his name. <laughs> baby. The <laughs> Baby? Baby Bryles, not the Baby. God dang it. Uh, Kendall Bryles. They just brought him in as an offensive coordinator. Baby Bryles. Baby Bryles is what I was going for. And I just had like a brain fart. I don't know what happened. It is going to be interesting know. seeing the uh, Jimbo versus a guy with a Jimbo haircut. <laughs> a Styles make fights game in the Holiday Bowl. We have Iowa and USC. The last time these teams met, Kyle, do you know when it was? Um, I have no idea. I'm going to say. Well, let me tell you like, the year, and I want you to I guess know. the quarterback. 1987. No, it's 2002. But who who was the USC quarterback in 2002? Uh, to do Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, and, and and let me tell you something about Carson. I don't have anything on Carson Palmer, so. Are you surprised I went Carson Palmer right there? No, I, I'm not because did, honestly, I don't did know you think who I was going to go guessed. Matt Leinart? No, because I know Leinart was later. Like Leinart was when we met. Was he, he was like a year later. Was he? Yeah. 
I don't. He coached. He coached. He uh, he played in two thousand five. Yeah. In the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So I guess he could have played 03, 04. I'm not going to look it up because we've got so many games to go through. So, Keaton Slovis, he's going to be It's not playing. Carson Palmer. It's not Carson Palmer, but he's good. And the thing that helps me in my decision here is the fact that Graham Harrell's staying and so is Clay Helton. They've had a pretty good year. They beat Utah, which is something. Uh, Iowa's also had a really good year. They just had an unfortunate loss to Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin, a total of 14 points in those three losses. So I think they're there for the fight, too. I am going to go with USC here, and I don't know why other than I love Graham Harrell. So That was so, exactly why you're going with this. Yeah, so that's definitely why. And, 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 and I want to respect Iowa here. So Nate Stanley's gone 2-0 and in bowl games. This is a chance to... I think end his career and be three and zero in bowls. Nate Stanley has been chucking the ball a lot more this year because they don't have the running game they traditionally have. On the flip side of it, USC cannot really stop the run. USC's receivers are something that I don't think I was really seen all year from either Michigan, Penn State, or Wisconsin. USC wide receiver Michael Pittman, he is going to be playing. There's a lot of variables here, man. I'm going to go USC because I think that they, I mean, this is the Rose Bowl light, right? This is the Rose Bowl. kind of is, yeah. <laughs> so so I'm going to pick USC, and they're going to ride high on that 78th ranked recruiting class. Jeffrey has picked Iowa. Oh, he would, Big Ten homer. Give me USC. I think they got more playmakers. I think that they have a chance to blow it open, honestly. I've seen Iowa play some games where they just – Looked like they couldn't get out of their own way when it comes to offense. But, yeah, I could see USC kind of blowing this open and making it a weird, like, 44 to 30 game because Iowa sometimes somehow gets, like, some points. Yeah, it does feel like Iowa's worst games are whenever there's either crazy blitzes or a defensive line that's pressuring them consistently. I don't think USC has that. So I think Nate Stanley probably stays upright more often this game than he did in those three losses, and that benefits them. Another point in Iowa's favor, let's not forget that when Iowa prevented Nebraska from going to a bowl game this year, the Iowa kicker, after kicking the game winner, blew a kiss to the Nebraska sidelines, so it's not like (laughs) Iowa doesn't have a little swagger either. That's fine, but I mean, Nebraska isn't good. (laughs) I do, USC is at least, you know, can put up a fight. I, I, don't give me Nebraska shit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so just not, not here for Nebraska and Scott Frost right now. Like that's fine. Scott Frost can be there, and they can be mediocre at best. That'll be fun. Good for them. How this is dare USC. You. No. How dare you on Scott Frost Day of all days? Is this Scott Frost Day? Every day is Scott Frost Day. No, that's a dirty lie. So what was not bad was last year's Cheese It Bowl, the ten to seven overtime thriller <laughs> between Cal and TCU. Yes, that wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was honestly, it was a thing of beauty because I think, if I remember correctly, there might have been eleven turnovers. Like it was, it was absolutely insane. 
This year, I think we're going to have another fun game, but in a different way. We have the 6-6 six and six Washington State Cougars against the 10-2 and two Air Force Falcons. Another styles make fights. We just left an air raid versus a grinded out type of team. Air Force is a little bit more vertical than your normal triple option. Washington State cannot stop really anything defensively. Washington State are fifth in S&P plus offensively and 94th defensively. Air Force (laughs) is 26th offensively, easy for me to say, and 56th defensively. So who has the higher average? <laughs> this game's going to be nuts, dude. I'm so excited <laughs> for this be game. so dumb. <laughs> it's going to be so insane. So uh, Hammond the third Air Force's quarterback, he's going to be someone to watch. If you haven't watched any Air Force games, he's a lot of fun. For Washington State, Anthony Gordon is putting – everything Gardner Minshew did last year to shame. Yeah. And they have a running back named Max Borgie, who is like an absolute baller. I'll say it again. He's Christian McCaffrey light, man. He really is. He really is. And this decision has been actually really hard for me because in my bowl pick them, I picked Washington state. I think that it's going to be a really close game, but I think Borgie's probably going to throw for six touchdowns. I, I, I'm Borgie. Borgie's going to throw nope. for six touchdowns. <laughs> Anthony Gordon is. <laughs> what a game he's going to have. <laughs> they're just going to run nothing but trick plays. It's going to be, they're going to actually do the triple option. And then he's going to drop back to pass and just really shove it up Air Force's ass. Nah, what's going to happen is Borgie's going to just go straight under center. <laughs> he's going to be just, really, he's going to be back there tapping his toes. He's going to be calling out audibles. It's going to be great. All five, eight of them, or however short he is, is trying to <laughs> jump past it over the offensive lineman. Jeff no, has picked good. Air Force. Okay. That seems like I'm going to go Washington State. Sounds like this might be easier for you. You know, just kind of looking over Jeff's picks here, there's not like awful picks, but there's yeah, a I, lot of 50 50s here. Uh, yeah, it's not like I'm picking South Carolina to cover against Clemson like I was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, 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 we, as shown so far by our almost 500 across the board bowl picks so far, you really don't know what you're going to get out of these teams. <laughs> like you just, no. with uh, Boise State, they're the giant killer. They're going to hammer Washington and they just get <laughs> absolutely blown out. Yeah, they get, uh, they get yeah. boat raced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just, just torn apart. App State was down 14 0 at one point, and then they just rally back. So, yeah, we really don't know anything here, especially with bowl games. SMU gets freaking hammered. <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm just reinforcing that I just don't know shit. Well, I, when it comes to bowl games, I don't think I, I, I did my homework, and I still don't feel confident about a lot of these <laughs> picks because there's, there's, there's some really tough ones. But look at my track record. You're, you've done, Kyle. You've done well these last three or four. When I'm weeks. being a contrarian, when you're going the opposite, exactly. Yeah. Which means we're starting to make bad picks. Is it, is it so? Is it less that we're not making good picks? We're making bad picks, and because you're going counter, you're lucking out. You're just, yes, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Because I'm trying to defend it after the fact. Yeah, you're so you're you're picking up the dollar that somebody dropped. It's not like you earned the dollar to see yeah. and dropped it. This is this is complete. This is a complete fallacy. Moving into the December twenty eighth Saturday games, we have the Camping World Bowl, Iowa State versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost their offensive coordinator Chip Long 
Tommy Reese, former quarterback Tommy Reese, will actually be calling plays for the first time ever. Iowa State, pretty disappointing season as far as expectations go, I think. But as far as Iowa State goes, 7-5 and five is really good and a chance to go 8-5 and five here. I've got Notre Dame. They're 10-2. and two. They're not last year's team, but I think them being in the playoffs last year did them a disservice. I think they were better than what they showed against Clemson. They're just not at that level. You know what I mean? They should have played Texas or something like that last year. Agreed. No, absolutely. Or another shot at Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> two games sure. against Georgia in the same year. So Jeff also picked Notre Dame. Who have you got? Do you have Brock Purdy? Oh, man. As much as I want to. No, I'm going to go Notre Dame on this one. I like Iowa State. Just not enough to really make a difference. Even though Jeff isn't here, I will tell the joke that he would say, which is it's Matt Campbell playing his future team because it's all in, by all indications this is his next job whenever Kelly steps down. No, whenever Brian Kelly does something so egregious that he gets thrown off the team. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. As, as our Lord and Savior Mike Reiner says. <laughs> Cotton Bowl is Memphis and Penn State. This game excited me. Until I realized Norvell was going to Florida State. And I think that Memphis still has a really good shot here. They've actually got a pretty good defense. They've got a very good offense. Penn State has an incredible defense, 7th overall. But they don't have much of an offense. It's been very spotty all year. I'm thinking, kind of looking back at the Penn State-Minnesota game, where Minnesota got them with some high-level receivers, Memphis has a similar situation, and they have a lot of weapons. I don't think it's going to be enough because James Franklin is going to, I don't know. James Franklin and Penn State is who I've got winning this, which I say unfortunately because I think that if Norvell stuck around, I'd pick Memphis with a bullet. But there's a little bit of doubt there for me. Jeff also picked Penn State. Surprise. Yeah, Homer. Um, I've picked against Memphis way too much this year to do it again. Give me Memphis. They're your Hawaii. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't really justify why I'm saying. I just I've picked against them way too many times this year, and they've bitten me in the ass way too many times. So we're gonna skip over the playoff games for now. We're gonna skip over to December thirtieth, Monday, the first responders bowl a.k.a. the Western Bowl. We have Western Michigan against Western Kentucky. Who's a better direction? (laughs) Who's more Western? Yes. I have two notes that have me picking Western Michigan. One is they have Levante Bellamy, who is a baller. He is. The second one is they're the only one of these teams that employ Mike Allstott's son. So I'm going Western Michigan here. Jeff is agreeing with me, and he actually wrote me an email personally and said for those very two reasons, uh, except he had Mike Allstott's son number one. You know, I, I want I want to go against Jeff, but I've got to go with the fighting Mike Allstott's sons and, and the fighting Tim Lester's of Western Michigan. <laughs> it's so... Western Kentucky. Have a soft spot for Western Michigan. So something to watch here. 
Yeah, yeah. The, Kyle is a frequent user of Western Michigan and NCAA 14 dynasties. Is that right? That is a true statement. Okay. So something to keep out uh, an eye for here for Western Kentucky. So they've had a really good year. They are good defensively. They are very – they're on the other side of 100 offensively. They're not very good there. But they do have an incredible, relative to their competition, offensive and defensive line. So that might be a factor. Have you seen that mascot? He oh, looks like he, a lineman. He does. He really – he looks like one of the 70s linemen, though. Like he looks – he looks like a guy that would be blocking for Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> he looks like Terry Bradshaw. Well, he's going to be happy with us because we both picked Louisiana Tech on behalf of him. No, I it had nothing to do with him. You said specifically in a text to me. All right, so we have the Music City Bowl. <laughs> this is another one that I think might actually be a pretty fun game, but I have no idea who to pick. Uh, Louisville, Mississippi State. Louisville's had... A real kind of up and down year. They're a whole lot of fun. Mississippi State, I think, is underperformed versus where a lot of us saw them. But that is a credit, I think, to how good their defense was last year because they lost all those guys. Yeah, Montez Sweat gone. Yep. So I've got, I've got Louisville winning. I don't know how convincingly they will win, and and Jeff also has Louisville. Oh, you know, I really wanted to go Satterfield Saturdays, but. Give me a. The I game's on a Monday. So it's Ooh, give Mississippi, Mississippi State. Yes, Mississippi State Mondays going on here. So you put it that way, it's too easy. It is. Science. They're also going to have, let me see here, Kylan Hill is going to be playing, which is a big difference maker for Mississippi State, I think. The Red Box Bowl, Illinois, California. Cal has Chase Garber's back. It's an important note. Illinois somehow, somehow has won six games despite not really being good defensively or offensively. The magic number in this game is 400. Cal is 5-0 and when they, ga- when they gain 400 yards of offense. Illinois are 2-5 and when allowing that many yards. <laughs> Cal, that's all I got on it. <laughs> what did Jeff have? He has Cal. Okay, I'm happy about this because I... Um... It's going to be, you know, a little bit like a Christmas miracle because Lovey Smith looks like Santa. And Illinois is going to come out and win this game. Um, also, Illinois, like the state of Illinois, feels like they use Red Box more than California. <laughs> so it's only fitting that they win. Do you think... Do you think- <laughs> I really can't. This it's a uh, it's incredible logic that I can't really argue with at all. So I'm gonna just gonna move on to the Orange Bowl. Come on, I mean, what are you? <sighs> no, you're, doing I think you're right. Champagne. Do you think? <laughs> I don't. I don't really. Uh, I respect the state of Illinois. I just want to put that on the record. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> my family's from Chicago. That could be a decent uh, enough reason. Fine, I guess part of my family the family i don't talk to anymore so maybe yeah, not there you go even more of the reason to go cal that's why i picked cal yes sir so orange bowl we have virginia and florida it's bryce perkins versus florida exactly virginia is going to be missing uh one of their best cornerbacks florida has had a few players also announce that they're not going to be playing because they're going to be going for the nfl and and making sure they stay healthy 
One of those people is Jonathan Grenard, who posed probably the biggest threat to Bryce Perkins' safety behind the line of scrimmage. I think Kyle Trask is going to find success early and often, and Virginia is coming off of giving up 300 yards per game in four of its last five games. I'm sorry, that's 300 yards passing. Let me rephrase that. (laughs) They've given up 300 yards passing in four of its last five games, and in just the last three, they've surrendered 1,000 total yards passing. So I'm going to go strength against what's perceived to be weakness, and I'm going to go ahead and say Florida wins this. And Jeff is also on Florida. I'm on Florida too. Um, I'm more interested in the actual line of this game. So it's like a 14-point line. Mm-hmm. to Florida. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference. I think that Bryce Perkins is going to be is going to do enough to make it like a a respectable game. So compare comparatively here. So Clemson and Florida. Clemson had the number 1 ranked S&P plus defense and nobody thought they'd be there. <laughs> no and everyone doubted them. Florida has the seventh ranked, and I think that's probably why the spread is where it is. Seeing what Clemson did, I know that Florida is not Clemson, but seeing what Clemson did to UVA in the championship game, and Florida's also had, despite people sitting out for the draft, they've also had more weeks to prepare and to get healthy. I think Florida covers that 14.5 points. I don't think they do. I think it's like a 10-point game, but... I hope it is for entertainment yeah. purposes. Yeah. Because because nothing would make me happier than seeing Bryce Perkins just absolutely ball out because he's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm gonna stick with Florida to win that game. Another quarterback that's really fun to watch, we have the Alamo Bowl, Texas and Utah. I think I'm gonna make this very short and sweet. I think that Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss are gonna be pissed off as hell that they got just embarrassed by Oregon. And I think they're going to rock Texas into 2012. They're just going to absolutely blow the doors off of them. I've got Utah. What about Jeff, Jeff? also has Utah. And I'm going to go Utah, too, because and at the end of the game, uh, Sam Ellinger is going to say, we're back to mediocrity. We're back to six losses a year. Yeah. I, I, Texas doesn't have much this year. They, they look kind of lost, and Utah doesn't. <laughs> And they've also, they don't have the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator they've had all season. So I think there's going to be something that's going to happen there. Ellinger. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Tony Orlando. Yeah. Everybody, everybody pray for Orlando. The Belk Bowl, Kentucky 7 and 5, Virginia Tech 8 and 4. It's Hendon Hooker versus Lynn Bowden Jr. It's in our backyard. It's in our backyard. It's in Charlotte. I think, oh, you know what? I actually pulled, I pulled this number. So the S&P Plus numbers. Tell me if these sound familiar. So Kentucky is 65th offensively and 32nd defensively. Virginia Tech are 60th offensively and 38th defensively. It's huh. basically the Spider-Man pointing meme, but in a bowl <laughs> game. Virginia Tech and Kentucky are both, they have some great tackling in their defenses. They've, they're both not spectacular, but they're good. And it's going to come down to Hinton Hooker and Lynn Bowden Jr. I think that Kentucky, just going one-to-one here. Hendon Hooker obviously can pass. They don't even try to pass with Lynn Bowden. It's not worth it. He's a receiver, after all. 
I think he's so electric that it won't matter, and I think Kentucky's going to cover, and Kentucky's going to beat Virginia Tech outright. Jeff has Virginia Tech. Give me Kentucky in my new uh, my new fantasy football strategy of quarterbacks don't matter. <laughs> Instead of running backs don't matter, it's quarterbacks don't matter, or it's just passing doesn't matter. No, just quarterbacks in general, because <laughs> all you have to do is get a receiver and. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly... It's, Load up on receivers that are doubling as quarterbacks. We used to have uh, a guy that... Oh, man, I forgot his name. But we used to, you know, in high school, everybody would play NCAA football together or Madden. And he would always pick Oklahoma. And he would always put whoever their number one running back was at quarterback and just run the triple option. And it was so annoying because it worked. It worked so well. And... Kentucky just decided to do that this year when they, when they didn't have any more quarterbacks left, and it's worked out great for them. Oh, that just reminds, reminds me too much of uh, Mike from New York um, that probably doesn't listen, but still. The, the Mike that, li- that lives now in Charlotte, though. Yes, okay, when yes. he uh, drafted Terrell Pryor in Madden and turned him into a running back. That's <laughs> so disrespectful. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> so disrespectful. And then he'd run like halfback passes too, like in the middle of games, like uh, whatever. So dumb. Well, thank you for listening, Mike. Hope you're still listening. Uh, so the Sun Bowl. No, he knows have... it's dumb. He knows it's dumb. <laughs> he We've had many. A, ma- no, Chris and I have had many a discussion with him how dumb that was. So there's another really good quarterback, Jaden Daniels, out of Arizona State. They're going to play Florida State. This game was decided for me the minute that Cam Akers said he won't be playing. I've got it. The Sun Devils winning, and Jeff also has Arizona State winning. Oh. You can only agree with him five times, right? Did we say that? Was that the number we said? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so you've done it once. No. Twice. I'm counting. Maybe. Three. Four. So if you... Five. You've already used your five up. (laughs) Shit. Okay, so no, I can't... uh... Florida State's got this one. It's just a no-brainer. I mean, There's also going to be more bowl games, by the way, because we're going to record next week. We're going to talk about the playoffs, but I think there's still like five more bowl games between the playoff game and the, I'm sorry, between New Year's Day and the actual championship game. I'm all right going Florida State in this one. Okay. Um, all right. As much as, you know, I know that Cam Akers is Florida State, but I just feel like Herm Edwards just isn't going to be there to play to win the game. It's a good point. It's really not, but I think you it's also. Not at all. Here's, here's here's the reason I would give you. Florida Atlantic lost their head coach, and they hired another coach, and they, and and they, they slapped up SMU. on SMU. Yep. So let's yeah, and and uh, SMU led by Sonny Dykes, who used to coach in the Pac-12, Arizona State in the Pac-12. There's your link. So Florida uh, State for property, Liberty Bowl, Kansas State, and Navy. Kansas State, really fantastic year for Chris Kleiman, his first year. They kind of stumbled towards the end of the season. I believe, if I remember correctly, they lost to West Virginia, which is never a good look. These teams have never played each other, ever, ever, which is crazy, because I figured Bill Snyder would have at least scheduled it once in the last 60 years he's been coaching. Navy coming off a absolute hammering of Army. Malcolm Perry, who is, I believe now, the all-time leading scorer in Navy history, either production in yards or points or both, I think. Malcolm Perry's phenomenal. 
So it's really going to be Malcolm Perry here versus Kansas State and a pretty good Navy defense too. Jeff has Navy, and I'm inclined to lean that way. But for me, Chris Kleiman came from the FCS. They dominated at North Dakota State. What is so difficult to prepare for? The triple option, right? We always hear about it, especially if you're not playing teams regularly. Well, I'd be willing to bet that in the (laughs) FCS level, you're playing more triple option teams. So I think that benefits Chris Kleiman, and I'm going to go Kansas State. I'm going to go Kansas State, too. I feel like they're kind of on the precipice of something kind of fun there. And I'm going to say that they're going to be a team that can win like eight games a year for the next, you know, five to seven years. And I think they're on the start. They're, they're, they're starting that trend off and they're going to win this game. Yeah, they wore alternate uniforms, I think, for the first time maybe ever. This year, hmm. which is something. And Navy's only two losses were to Memphis and to Notre Dame. The only way I wouldn't pick Kansas State is that uh, the Liberty Bowl was won by Liberty. Maybe there's a run in. They're high off their beat. They went over Georgia Southern. Yeah, Hugh they, Freeze they, just rides in on his on his hospital bed. He got the cure, the, from the cure from the Cure Bowl, and they decide to conquer the Liberty Bowl. He runs in. He's holding his he's holding his IV bag high above his head. <laughs> We've got the Arizona Bowl, Wyoming, Georgia State. Both teams are 7-5 and five this year. Both teams beat an SEC East opponent. Wyoming beat Mizzou. Georgia State beat Tennessee. The bad news for Wyoming, they are going to be down to their third-string quarterback and their second-string quarterback, Tyler Vanderwall, which is the widest name. When he was playing, there's a slight chance he might play. He was pretty bad. Georgia State. He's from the du- he's from the Netherlands. <laughs> he's the du- the Dutch Wyoming quarterback. There's a really good balance out of Georgia State's offense. I think that Georgia State might dominate this game, honestly. And Wyoming are currently seven point favorites. Jeff picked Wyoming. I'm going Georgia State. Give me Georgia State. You hear that, Jeff? Tell suck, you, it. suck it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about this game, but Georgia State. From what you just said, uh, Georgia State sounds like a better pick and uh screw you jeff yeah at this point in the year i think they're at worst they're equal and georgia state's healthier that that that's the pick for me and at worst you know and at this point of the year uh suck at jeff <laughs> january 1st this is alabama's first non new year's six bowl since 2011 when they beat michigan state 49 to 7 so they hate michigan teams when they're not in the new york six the New York. What is this New York Six you're talking about? The New York Six. It's gonna. It's the. It's the games decided by the playoff committee. That's. That's what they decided that it was UVA and Florida, Memphis, Penn State, and what is the other one? See, I'm just. I, I was thinking New York. New Year's Six, and I thought that you were. Did I say New York, York Six? Yes. Okay, I meant New Year's Six. I guess okay. I just abbreviated to NY okay. Six. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you you're said right. New York Six like twice, and I'm like, what are the New York Six? I mean. Are these, are, why are we, what? So Jeff isn't here to defend himself with Michigan. And I'm actually kind of inclined to pick Michigan because Alabama, they're the better team. Thus, there's more people that I think are going to skip this bowl game. They haven't had an opportunity to in a long time because they've been in the playoff every year. The only other side of that is Saban I don't know might if, skip the game. Yes, Saban's going to take an early vacation. 
there's there's two other things that give me a reason to pick Alabama here. One is that Josh Gaddis calling plays for Michigan played for Saban. I'm sorry. He coached for Saban last year. Also, I think Mac Jones is better than Shea Patterson. <laughs> which is <laughs> which is maybe not that hot sports of opinion, but if he's not a better quarterback, I think he does have better receivers. And so for that reason, wow, Jeff picked Alabama. Wow. Oh, no. I'm going to pick Michigan then. Oh, no. Oh, okay, Jeff I'm has lost pick... faith in his own, in his own team. Oh, this is a dark day. Everybody pour one out for Jeff. He's having a hard... I know he's hunting down Steve Adazio right now, but... Keep I know he's prayers. looking for the ghost of Cordell Stewart. <laughs> Give me Michigan. I'll have the faith for you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm we'll sorry. carry that I'm sorry. for you. I'm sorry I have to do it for you. Yeah, go big blue and all that. Yeah. Give me give me uh give me Arrington. We've got Minnesota and Auburn in the Outback Bowl. Give me Mario Manningham. Give me Mike Hart. <laughs> give me Tim Biakabatuka. So the Outback Bowl, we're moving on cuz we're 50 minutes. <laughs> we still have to talk about the playoffs. Outback Bowl, Minnesota I want Minnesota to have a chance. I really, really do. And then I see what Auburn did to Purdue last year, which was just absolutely dominate them. I think they're probably going to do the same thing to Minnesota, unfortunately. So I have Auburn picked. Jeff also has Auburn picked. Oh, row the boat. Give me Minnesota. I want that to happen so bad. I feel like that's a bad pick, but give me Minnesota. I think no, this I th- could be this could be like the uh, the surprise kind of like, like, oh, I didn't see that happening. And it would be. I mean, besides it already being a surprise that Minnesota's 10-2, and two, them finishing with 11 wins and beating a good SEC opponent. Yeah. Well, I think not, it's that whole Big 12 SEC matchup right there. It's like, uh, you know, Big 12, whatever. It's not Ohio State. They're not going to be able to handle an SEC team. No, I think that Minnesota might actually do this. You know, I might have called it the New York Six, but you just called that the you called the Big Ten the Big Twelve twice. So we that's because there's, that's, that's there's there's twelve teams in the Big. I know, 10. and there's only like ten <laughs> there's teams 10 in the Big, the Big 12. Twelve. I know. We're all. This is all so stupid. <laughs> well, I hope the next conference realignment they change the names. They've got to just turn it into Legends. <laughs> well, it's it's a Legends Leaders Conference, the Leadership Legends Conference Memorial. <laughs> Rose Bowl, Wisconsin, and Oregon. These are really two really good teams. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor versus Justin Herbert. I think CJ Verdell is going to be the deciding factor in this game, whether or not he can get free against a really good Wisconsin team. Jonathan Taylor is looking to become the first player since Ricky Williams to lead the country in back-to-back seasons rushing. So I'm picking... For that not to happen, and Oregon is actually going to smoke Ricky Williams, Wisconsin. Jeff also has Oregon. Ooh. Um, actually, give me Wisconsin. I'm all right with that. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, this is, last co- this is the last college game, man. I don't think this is – I don't think there's a wrong pick here. Yeah. I think I, this I think, is honestly going to be a really good game. Yeah. Me too. I think so too. 
Uh, what is not going to be fun is the Sugar Bowl, Baylor against Georgia. I had a few notes here. Uh, one of them is let's go Baylor. The other one was do not watch this game. It'll be very boring. And the other one is the top two receivers for Georgia are going to miss this game. So take the Baylor Bears because we saw what Jake Fromm is unable to do without a top receiver. And the rushing game has also been pretty sketchy. I'm not sure Swift is even going to be playing because he's been hurt on and off too. I've got Georgia. I'm sorry, Baylor. And Jeff also has Baylor. Ooh, I don't like this. Give me Georgia. Um, I can see that like backfiring and having like a like their backup running back coming out and just having a day. All of a sudden, he's like the Heisman favorite next year because you never yeah. heard of him. Any- yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be the the really key matchup for me too is the Georgia offensive line against Baylor's defensive line because Baylor's defensive line are are dogs, dude. They are so good. Let's also face it; this game is going to end seventeen thirteen. I kind of hope. I kind of. There's so many games in this schedule that I think are going to be high scores or blowouts. I'm okay with like a seventeen fourteen good hard fought game. Not like a 10 to, oh, you know what? Fuck it. 10 to 7 TCU Cal from last year was a show. So maybe it'll be this. Maybe it'll be 10 combined turnovers between both teams and Baylor's going to edge it out. Jesus. And Matt Rule, if he does win, I suspect he's probably gone for the NFL. Ooh, okay. Pretty big rumor. Pretty big rumor. Washington wants him. Whatever their mascot is. Maybe so, Jacksonville can swoop in. Ooh, that dude, that would be a great fit. Talk about trying to change a culture. God, I want great. a young co- coach that can do something. That turned around just a, a program that got gutted. All right, so yeah. our playoff games. Do you want to go co- – I'm sorry. Do you want to go Peach Bowl, LSU, Oklahoma first, or do you want to go Ohio State, Clemson first? That surprised me. Okay, Ohio State and Clemson. Let me read off some statistics here. Scoring offenses, Clemson is fourth, Ohio State is first. Total offense, Clemson is third, Ohio State is fifth. Top scoring defense, Clemson is first, Ohio State is second. Both of these teams are phenomenal on both sides of the ball. And there is not a wrong pick in this game. The two arguments you'll hear is that Clemson has not played anybody and that Ohio State is battle-tested. But I think those can also tell another story, which is Clemson's healthier, more than likely. They've been fresher. They've been able to get a lot of depth and a lot of playing time with that depth. And Ohio State, while being really, really, really great, has also been playing hard games the last three or four outings. I think another storyline is that Clemson has been there before. It's a good point. That is a really good point. Here are some of the players that are kind of, they're not going against, I guess they are going against each other, but not on the field at the same time. So you have J.K. Dobbins versus Travis Etienne. You have Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields. You have Higgins and Ross versus Olave and Hill. I imagine we'll we'll probably look back in 15 years, and this is going to be kind of like the, was it Magic and Larry Bird that played in the NCAA tournament? They did. When it was was Michigan State and Indiana State. And it was just kind of like, man, these guys, these these great legends met back in college. I have a feeling this could be one of those situations when they look back at this game and you see all the name power. 
that's not going to help me make my decision at all. So I'm literally going to, I'm literally going to uh, let my wife pick this for me. So the closer to the number one that she picks, I'm going to take Clemson. Closer to number 10, I'm going to pick Ohio State. Hey, Sarah, pick a number between one and 10. All right, so I'm Ohio State. She picked eight. <laughs> so wow, I picked there you Ohio go. State. I picked Ohio State. Uh, Jeff is taking Clemson. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, I think that, you know, it's little old Clemson, and nobody thinks that they're going to be there. And they're not going to be there, and Ohio State's going to win. Oh, so, so this is it's the it's the sacrifice, it's the soul stone. Clemson finally got the first overall recruiting class. Yes, but, this is what they deserve. This bounced. is karma coming back to get them for claiming that they're you know that nobody expects them to be there, and then being you know preseason number one, and then getting the number one dra- or recruiting class with six five stars. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is their comeuppance. Ohio State tr- runs a train on them. The Peach Bowl, LSU and Oklahoma. The last time that Jalen Hurts played in this stadium, it's in Atlanta where the Falcons play. The last time he played in this stadium, he came in for Tua and beat Georgia in a comeback victory in the SEC championship with Alabama. I know that... You may not just outright believe, but you do think that there can be bad juju left in a room when something traumatic happens, right? Sure. Okay. Do you think the opposite is also true? Yeah. So I think that Jalen Hurts is blessed in that building. And he's also so blessed that he might actually threaten to beat LSU but I think the blessing is only going to extend to his health. He's going to last the whole game, despite having to run it 40 times. I think LSU in a closer-than-you-would-think game, and that probably means they're tied sometime in the third or fourth quarter, and then LSU runs away with it. So I've got LSU to cover. Jeff also has LSU to cover. I'm sorry. LSU outright. Jeff has LSU um, as well. I'm going to take LSU as well. Uh, Oklahoma... They, uh, they're going to miss that defensive lineman that's that's out for the game. Yeah, I, I, his last the, name the has sus- a hyphen in it. Yeah, yeah the, Turner, the suspension. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not going to be an easy one to fix right there. Uh, they're kind of light on defense as it is, so that's not going to help them. Um, I just think that LSE is just a better team. So let me let me give you so since we made our picks, let's talk a little bit more about it. So Jalen Hurts is also he has experience with Dave Veranda's defense at LSU. So I think that kind of benefits Oklahoma. I'm just trying to make the case for maybe how Oklahoma makes this a close game. Oh, I it's, think it's gonna be mildly close because I think it's gonna be a bit of a, a shootout for a bit. You know, I just think that LSU is gonna get enough stops. So I have a statistic. And, and it's it's more of a – it's not a hard statistic, but I had mentioned on this podcast before EPA, right? Expected points average. So oh, the envir- every- Environmental Protection Agency. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So every play based on field position 
and down in distance has an expected point average associated with it. So if you were backed up at the five yard line, you have 95 yards to go, your EPA for that play would probably be somewhere around like negative two, right? It's third and 10, maybe. Your expected point average is negative two. And you're looking for positive when you're in offense. If you throw a touchdown pass and it's a 95 yard touchdown pass, I'm sorry, pass, not pass. A 95-yard touchdown pass, it swings the EPA way over into the positives, right? So you kind of follow how it works. Yeah. So it's the inverse for defenses. Defenses want to be in the negative. They want the result of a play to be negative because that means they're doing their job. At the end of the year, Oklahoma's defense was averaging an EPA equal to Clemson, who's first. Hmm. Oklahoma has, and maybe that's a credit to who they're playing, and and Baylor's not exactly an explosive offense, and Charlie Brewer wasn't exactly in the game the whole time. So maybe you could look at that a little bit. But I think Oklahoma's defense is going to end up being better than than people are thinking. Like, I think a lot of people are envisioning this being a, like a 45-25 LSU win. I think it's probably closer to 35 for LSU, max, max score. I can see that. And I think Oklahoma, because of the time of possession game two and their defense playing well, I think there's a chance they get in those 30s too. It's just kind of another note I wanted to point out. And I got that statistic from uh, at CFB Nate, N-A-T-E. He is a great follow if you like sports analytics and specifically college football analytics. Kyle, do you have any parting words? We, we, we picked our games to, to January 1st. We're going to be recording on the 30th. The reason we kind of went ahead is because that 30th show is probably not going to hit to the 31st. And, you know, we don't want to have uh, an 18-hour-old episode that's already useless for a bowl game that's been played. So that's kind of why we're pacing it out this way. Sure. Which um, game, other than the college football playoff game, are you absolutely going to watch no matter what? You're going to force yourself to watch it. I really want to force myself to watch that Washington State Air Force game. I will say, I think the game starts at like 9.30 Eastern time. That's fine. What time, What day is it? December 27th on a Friday night. Oh, I could probably do that to myself. Do you want to come over to my house and watch it? Maybe. Let's do it. You, you know what? I'm here for it, dude. Let's do it. Sorry, Jeff. You know you're what? not invited because be you're in Colorado. Um, maybe I might do that. Yeah. Just get real shitty with it. We'll see the end of Iowa USC, I think, is, is the game that leads into <laughs> it. Yeah, I think that is probably my pick. I think a sneaker, a sneaker, a sleeper pick would be Kansas State and Navy. I think that might actually be kind of a fun game, too. Yeah. I, uh, that's everything I got at RunPod Option on Twitter, guys. RunPodOption at gmail.com. If you want to email us, do you have any questions, do you have any requests, something we want to talk about, whether it's recruiting, a particular coach hire, whatever it might be. Kyle, what else you got? Um, happy holidays, everyone. You know, yeah, happy holidays. Enjoy, enjoy your family, enjoy yourself, whatever you want to do. Just have a good time these, these next uh, couple days and uh, refresh yourself for the rest of the year. Yeah, may It'll it be, be as, starting of next year. May it be as free of stress as possible. And, and I made the joke at the beginning of the episode, you know, for, the, for, for Christmas or for the holiday season, give the gift of our podcast to one of your buddies. It's kind of a silly joke, right? But also, if you do have a college football fan, 
that you're friends with that you think would dig it, we would really appreciate it because we're probably not going to meet them, right? You're you're listening to this in New York and Colorado, and I think we had a Wyoming in there at least once or twice. Congratulations, you're one of 50 people that live in Wyoming. Yeah, I don't know like if he was that. the Dutch quarterback, though. I don't know if he was the best quarterback. <laughs> I know we at least have three people from the Western Michigan football team that listen. That's awesome. <clears throat> so maybe we can get more Mac, more Mac Go representation Bronx. here. Go Bronx. Go Bronx. All right, guys. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Say goodbye, Kyle. Bye bye. Hi, my name is Joshua Tracy, and I am Corwin Heller, and we are the hosts of a statistics and sports podcast called Juicing the Numbers. We cover the NFL, college football, MLB, and the NHL with anything that we like to talk about in between. If you like sports and the numbers behind it, come check out our show, Juicing the Numbers, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at JuicingPOD.